Very good evening to everyone and a warm welcome to all those that have joined after the praise and worship session. Today is going to be a powerful session and um, before we start in the testimonies, I'm just reminded of a scripture. This is from Luke chapter 5 verse 5 where there was a group of fishermen fishing and Jesus was standing at the shore and then one of them called Simon who later became Peter said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Question here is, is your prayer life looking like that? It was never about the nets. The nets don't catch fish. There is something more than the nets that is responsible. So whenever you hear the testimonies, and you'll hear a few tonight, but even otherwise, just a little quick tip I want to give you, pay close attention to what they speak in that testimony. And then cut it open and try to figure out what it is that worked. What scripture did they use? What principle worked? from the Bible. What else did that person use that made their miracle manifest? And then go back in your place of prayer and apply it. So with that said, I'd just like um, each of us to now get started into the testimonies. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Russell? I like to. Yes. Um, is there any? I like to um, thank the Lord, the God of hosts, who camps all these angels around us today for these sessions. I, I, I rejoice in His Word every day. I also, I also like to have the silence every time I come after work instead of. Um, putting on uh, the TV or something like that. I just like that, that silence and just to relax in his presence and just to thank you for the prayers that he has answered in our morning encounters. And, and uh, he continues to uh, do the word, continues to encamp us right throughout our day. And the Holy Spirit just keeps reciting scriptures in, our, in my mind just to keep me at peace and I like I like just the in that peace that is working all the time even though sometimes my life is quiet but I, I, I'm very focused I'm very happy in this kind of silence because I know he is doing his work every time in, in ways that I cannot imagine and things that I have not done uh, even prayed about it. He's got it all covered. And I thank all of you also for, I can I cannot do, uh, I know I cannot um, do nothing uh, without him. I, I, as soon as I get off this, um, like say, I don't even, it's rarely do I get off uh, praying to our Lord, God of hosts, because I feel very, um, I'm, unsteady there's a sort of urgent need to always be on my guard all the time and be um, even though I'm relaxed but I'm, I'm very aware that the Holy Spirit is always telling me that you know he's always there guiding everyone I think everyone I think the Holy Spirit is anointing the blood of Jesus upon everyone here because I know that he hears and answers our prayers and use answer 
and you cover just about everything that I want to say. And also I like to um, like to pray for others as well over you. I'd like to thank you, Shanine, Father Vivek, um, Father Johnson, and all the other ministries, um, uh, Brother Savio uh, and Shanine, their, their morning sessions are enlightening. Just the, the word of God just makes me rejoice. And I like to thank everyone for the, the, um, the works and the Lord answering every one of our prayers. I know he is listening and he's got our eye upon us wherever we go, whenever we say something to someone or testify or doing any kind of help or deliverance, it works. I've, I've done some uh, even deliverance prayers in the beginning when my brother had a sore ear and all the, I did, in the beginning, I just didn't know how it works, but I just wanted to actually observe and I whispered his ear and he had, and he came down here and he had an aching ear, he was just complaining. He's always away coming home late. And I said, listen, I've got to, I'll just try and talk to this ear. And he agreed with me. And I, and I wasn't sure, but I just gave it a go because I was confident something's going to happen. Because I knew my, I'm just confident in, in the Lord by God. And his word is powerful. I see the twitching. I just want I was observing this twitching in his ear. It's like he's shaking his head all the time. And I knew something's working. So and I thank his and I thank everyone for your teachings and teachings. And I'm just overjoyed to hear all these uh, teachings all the time in your testimonies. And it really inspires me to keep going and just uh, pass it on. And obey his commandments and um, you'll see the true transformation and everything thank you everyone thank you lord thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you jesus thanks honey for that testimony yeah it's important when we when we pray uh, to know that it is our job to release our faith the outcome doesn't depend on us that's the most important thing you release your faith you take his name now it is backed by his integrity you have to hand it over to him now. over to you lord that's like when i pray i say i've done my part now over to you it is up to you to uphold your name and i know you will my job is to stick onto my faith and not waver so we should not doubt don't be unsure just give it your hundred percent in the faith thanks for that testimony Annie. yeah who wants hallelujah, to hallelujah brother yes hallelujah brother adding to you what you have said yes the holy spirit lord he keeps for keeps help, he reminds me to keep my focus on Jesus. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give abundant life. So whenever I'm feeling an attack or of any sort, I say, Jesus, you are my crowning glory. Jesus, you are, I have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Abba Father. You have given, you have made Christ to be my wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. You have clothed me with the robe of righteousness and the garments of praise. I say, thank you, Jesus, you are my bread of life. Thank you, Jesus, you are my living water, my resurrection and my life. Thank yes. you, Jesus, that greater is King Jesus in me than he that is in the world. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord, the resurrection power, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all the scriptures that we have learned. And thank you for all my brothers and sisters who are upholding every family in prayer. 
and the precious blood of protection thank you to everybody and glory to jesus the abba father and holy spirit lord thank you lord thank you sister praise the lord brother it's christina yes, here yes thank right. you holy spirit for this blessed group and for all your miracles jesus and thank you sister shanin for a beautiful praise and worship and for brother savi's inspiring daily reflections and as well as the morning encounter with the Lord, today's From Slavery to Sonship to Hair was excellent. Thank you, Brother Russell. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And it links with my testimony. So every day I say Psalm 91 for safety in the Lord. And while walking at my home, I was wondering whom I can ask to go with me to a medical appointment that's coming up. And I accidentally stumbled and fell. And praise the Lord, I wasn't hurt as amazingly I managed to position myself and fall carefully. Thank you, Jesus, for Psalm 91, 11. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Then while on the ground, I thought I must shout for someone to help me up. But instead I said, no devil, I won't glorify you for, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Joshua 24, 15. And after I had lifted myself up, I knew who to ask to help to go with me to the appointment, the Holy Spirit, as he's always with me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I covered the entire area and people with the precious blood of Jesus. And throughout, I prayed in tongues behind my mask. And I thank God that I am the body of Christ. Satan, sickness, sin, curse has no place, no power in me. As I overcome evil with good. That's from 1 Corinthians 12, 27. And also I said, Lord Jesus, thank you for being with me always. Therefore, it's your precious body that's being checked, not mine. And as you are perfect, so am I, Lord. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. And a final verse that touched me during Father Rosian's Lenten retreat is Galatians 6, 17. From now on, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for an excellent report that I received, all for the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. God Amen. bless you in your ministry. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Yes, who would like to go next? I might just share my uh, uh, testimony here that we've experienced in our uh, family as well, extended family. Over the last week to 10 days or so, we've had two births in the family, two beautiful, new, healthy babies. So thank you, Jesus, for that. One of them, born in India, did have complications, did have the umbilical cord wrapped, I think, twice or thrice probably around the neck. And up until the last week, the doctors thought it's probably going to have to be a cesarean birth. But miraculously, these cords were unwound and the baby was born through a normal delivery. And we had a second birth again, I think it was yesterday or the night before. 
another beautiful little baby, healthy birth. And every time there's a childbirth in general, every time I see pregnant women as well, I just feel like thanking God and I say, you have not forgotten us. You did not get angry on us and say no more children for you. You don't deserve it. But he still looks upon love uh, look, looks upon us with love and, and this, you know, he continues to bless us with this precious gift. So thank you, Jesus, for this. And thank you for all your favors on my life as well, in my personal life, my ministry. Thank you that I am alive, my family is well and healthy. And thank you, Father, for this beautiful prayer group, this family that you have given each of us. Thank you, Lord. Yes, who would like to go next? Hello, brother. Yes. Yes, um, I just wanted to thank the Lord for this day, that every heartbeat is his, every breath that I take is his. I thank the Lord that we are in a country without a war, that we can worship Lord yes. day in and out. And yes. I just wanted to thank many miracles that uh, without knowing and knowing that his protection and sending angels in our life, I praise the Lord that the people, despite of all the woes and, and uh, uncertainty about anything and everything, that in the midst of it, He's holding our hands and walking. I praise and worship. I also wanted to thank the whole Brisbane group for creating and giving them wisdom to spread the word around the world. In mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, who would like to go next? Anyone that's experiencing transformation in their spiritual life, not just physical healings, transformation in, in, in ways where the Lord speaks to you and you get kinds of revelations that you've never seen before. How has your journey with, with the word of God been in your place of prayer? Anyone that's attending the, the evening rosary sessions that has brought transformation in your lives or someone who's been attending the morning praying in tongues and that has opened up a whole new realm of possibilities for you in your place of prayer. I'd like you to unmute and share, please. Uh, brother, this is Caroline here. Yes, go ahead, Caroline. Um, I have been experiencing uh, a lot of new things for the past uh, one or two weeks now. Okay, so I uh, 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 nowadays the, the, the speakings of God has been... Uh, 
so clear uh you know the messages from him has been so clear uh when he speaks that uh it becomes more like a revelation that okay this is what he wants me to do so uh there has been uh you know a very tough phase in my professional life that i was dealing with i want to quit my job and start uh, working independently and uh god has always shown me and given me the assurance that just wait back and your purpose will be found here in the place you are so i was giving a lot of interviews and uh, and it just didn't work out so i was telling my husband that when i go for interviews i feel that you know the place i'm working in is like a heavenly bliss so he has uh, showed me ways Uh, to tell me that sometimes is just not as per uh, my plans you have to just trust me and uh, and and i used to keep listening to praise and worship but there are times he told me i want to speak to you so if you are going to listen to praise and worship i can't speak to you and uh, i have re- uh, remembered brother vivek a lot of times uh, because uh, he just tells me to do something and i should do it right now and when i listen to that uh, voice of his it is uh, so beautiful uh, when you implement and you know that wow this is what it is uh, and we didn't have a prayer life uh, as a family but now uh, before i reach home my in-laws my husband my 8 year old daughter with my 10 month son tells the entire they tell the entire rosary together and i join them on a saturday sunday so this is something that i never seek this is something that i never asked for so i realized that uh, and and i've been consistently realizing that the moment you keep thanking god and put him first in your life yeah. uh, absolutely everything falls in place uh, the values the the money the relationships just flourish and and the peace that you get is uh, is something that you can't seek materialistically so uh, so the, you know i'm just uh, and that's why i keep telling that sometimes your entire life becomes a testimony you don't know what to say because yes. you're just living it and uh, it's beautiful brother russell so uh, i wanted to share this for the past two weeks but somehow it it was never happening so today i stepped out of office and i said let me just say it and uh, thanks for uh, hearing me and praise god that uh, you know we are all on this uh, uh, beautiful platform wherein we are just uh, helping each other uh, so well so uh, so thank you for everything brother thank you jesus and yeah, the one jesus. that does it yeah yes yes yeah it is so beautiful to hear him speak and then when you hear that voice throughout the day and you enjoy that personal closeness with him it's like he's drawing you into that kingdom kind of life where your place of prayer has got you know specific things that you are speaking to him about and yet he arranges everything else around you in accordance with his plan like this sister just shared about the family praying together and doing things even though she is yes that is so yes. beautiful there praise god who else would like to share their testimony Surely the Lord has done things for you. The very fact that you are on this prayer meeting and not somewhere else enjoying your weekend 
says there's something special that has brought you here. Please feel free to Russell, unmute and share. Yes, Russell, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you to the Lord. You know, our family's had a very, very tough week, probably yes. one of the toughest we've experienced. So I'd just like to praise and thank the Lord just for getting us through that. You know, it's it's in, in those tough times and the times of trouble. Yeah. We've got to be able to, it's hard to turn to the Lord. You know, it is hard when you're in that moment of despair and unbelief that you can say, Lord, where are you? You know, what has happened? That you're able just to, to come and say, Lord, I love you. I don't understand what's happening, but I love you. And I know that you love all of us, you know? Yes. So I'd just like to praise and thank the Lord for all the graces and blessings and for giving us his shoulder to lean on. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us, the, the beautiful, the, the air we breathe. Thank you for all the beautiful people, blessed yes. people on this group who we know that everyone is praying for everyone else. And yeah. you know that you're not alone. So yeah. thank you, Lord. We give you glory alone. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to give glory to the Lord? For even the smallest things he's done for you. Hi, uh, thank you so much, uh, Russell, for all that you do and your group. Uh, this is my first time I'm joining on Zoom. And I thank the Lord uh, oh. for bre Brother Savio. He texted me to read the... Uh, uh, the I confess boldly, yeah. and as you said, I could have been anywhere. Uh, Toronto time, it's early morning, so I could have been sleeping, yeah. but I'm happy to be awake and uh, wake up without the alarm. <laughs> so I really thank God uh, for bringing me out here, and I've been listening on YouTube, but uh, this is the first time I'm joining live, and I'm so happy to be here. I want to thank the Lord for all that he has done in my life through the teachings and you know reading the word it has really helped me in my job in my family life and uh, there are so many good things happening i praise and thank god thank you praise god praise god let him give direction to your journey in the name of jesus that journey with him amen lord thank you father Hello, brother. This is Jane here, brother. Yes, Jane. Go ahead. I want to thank the Lord for the, for the week gone by, for all his blessings. And I can say, I want to thank the Lord for giving a more intimate relationship with him than before. Before I was before I joined the group. Before it was something of a reading from a book, a prayer book. But now that is completely changed. 
even now where we meet as a group in our parish to pray every week for the lent uh, we pray with the book the prayer book but now i have changed that pattern i have brought more of a scripture storming heaven only with the scriptures and nothing of the prayers of the book and uh, and i thank lord for that and in the do for the morning encounters for the i like to thank for you that you pray tirelessly for all the intercession and what i used to do is i just say amen for all for all your intercession for all your prayers you make whether it be for financial or to anyone to be saved for any prayer anything you pray i just claim it as amen with you and i can see the miracles happening amen praise god sister i i just uh, something i sometimes i even feel uh, Uh, brother Russell, how he is praying, praying tirelessly without uh, fail. Every day he is bringing out all the prayer requests for all, for all. It is like an intercession for all. And just if you pray with you, uh, joining with you, just claiming it, it's enough. We get our we get our prayers answered, prayers. Yes. Yes, brother. Most important thing there is the Holy Spirit prays with us. he intercedes on our behalf and when he is there with us then you don't need to run on on your physical strength it is like it runs on an auto mode it is not our energy it is as he at his his expense on his energy that we are able to pray so all of us must reach that stage and i pray for me to reach that stage so then you can pray for us together throughout the day and you know, it is such a beautiful experience Yes, from morning to morning. I, 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 I was here serving in my parish for past ten years. I, I used to do the work in the parish. So when mm-hmm. I started the writing notes here, I found it difficult to do that. But the Holy Spirit said, "You can." But and uh, He gave me some desperate helpers to help me, and He asked me to go till early to the church so that I can do that work. So I get up from five o'clock, be there in church for at six, six o'clock for six thirty mass, and do some work there, and do my work in the house. and after that do that and it's uh, i'm running only with the strength of the holy spirit and as he is guiding me yes and i can see yes, and i can see that the more intimate relationship as more and more we we are in the relationship with him he is guiding he is guiding everything what to do where to go how to do yes even that uh, even i can say even i can say with writing notes even where to put comma sometimes he tells me brother Yeah. I I really enjoy the relationship with you. I don't uh, feel uh, any tired, exhausted, and I love the work. I love my work. I can say, and I have passion for it. Thank you, brother. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I've just shared a link in the the Zoom chat for those that are new and would like to join our Telegram group. So you can click that link, download the Telegram app on your phone. Click that link, you can join the prayer group there, and you receive updates on all our sessions. You can get links to all the recordings to all the sessions that are being posted on the group. You can post your prayer requests as well. That's that's the prime objective of this. It's not just a social platform there. It is our prayer room. 
to use it as our prayer room where when you put your prayer request, whether it's for yourself, your family or anyone else, even your neighbors or friends, there are others on the group that do not know you, but they will pick up that prayer request and they will pray on your behalf. And it is that intercession that that's the big, you know, the big bonus that we get out of this uh, Telegram group. Yeah. So make use of it. Click that link, join there and, you know, share the blessing with others. You receive it and you share it as well. I've also seen a message um, asking about the rosary. So our rosary sessions are run Monday to Thursday. They run at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is probably, I think, 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon India time. It's run on this very same Zoom platform that you joined here today. So you can click the same link and join every evening. If you can't join on Zoom, you can, actually, you can even um, listen to it live on YouTube at the same time or go back onto our YouTube channel and then pray with the recording from that day's Rosary and Divine Mercy sessions. So that's Monday to Thursday at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. India and the other time zones, um, you'll just have to recalculate based on 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And on Fridays, since we have this um, Bible study session here in the evening, so Fridays it's held at 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, which I think is about 10.30 p.m. India time. If you are in India, I see an India mobile number there. So 10.30, sorry, 10.30 a.m. India time in the morning. But there again, it's run both on Zoom and on YouTube Live. All of these sessions, the morning encounter with the Lord, the, the rosary and divine mercy session, and this very Bible study session as well. All of these are run live on YouTube as well. So whatever platform works for you, you can listen to it. If you aren't able to attend in person during the live session, go back to the YouTube channel and pray with the recording. I can assure you, guarantee you, the same presence of the Holy Spirit is there even in that recording. It doesn't depend on the person that is leading the prayer. It is He, the Holy Spirit, who runs it. So connect with Him and let that, let that presence, let His presence flow there. Praise God. Yeah, who else wants to share their testimony? Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, yes. everyone. Yes, sister, go ahead. Yeah, I'm from India, Secunderabad. Uh, this is Telangana. Uh, yeah. My sister is there, and uh, she has uh, put up the prayer uh, petition, prayer request over there for my son. Uh, his name is Christopher, and he is 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was actually born blind. And... Uh, when we took to the doctor, uh, took him to the doctor, doctors, uh, one do doctor gave up completely, like he is completely blind. And uh, the second doctor to whom we went, uh, he was a Brahmin. And uh, he said, uh, have faith on God. Your God is awesome, right? Every word in the Bible is so encouraging. Can't you claim those words and keep hope on God and we will do our work. And that time my kid was 40 days old and he was operated and he was gifted with a vision by God's grace. God worked oh, mightily. Uh, and uh, off late uh, when he was like uh, 13 years, he developed glaucoma in his eyes, both the eyes. The pressures were very high, even though when they gave him the medicines to get it under control, uh, 
the pressures were not coming under control then they had to give him a medicine uh, uh, which is a very which was a very high dosage of medic medicine just one drop on uh, both the eyes uh, it was going on like that and in the meantime this pandemic uh, was there everywhere and we couldn't uh, go to the doctor for the review and all and uh, when we went in this year like in the month of jan um to the other doctor where uh, this hospital is very close to our place so when we went there uh, this doctor said uh, glaucoma is not under control and uh, you need to get him operated and i cannot assure you about his vision at all and uh, half of his optic nerve is damaged completely which is irreparable he said so at least now if we can control from here onwards it will be uh, like we can maintain his uh, vision uh, in the long run because he is just 15 years old kid and later on like we have to calculate his years now from down down the line from this year to the 60th year of his age we have to maintain his vision so what we can do is we can go through the glaucoma surgery still uh, i cannot assure you that uh, the pressures will be under control uh, but then i can eradicate this high dosage of medicine which is like you know uh, now at this tender age uh, he, he is using this medicine which this medicine which has to be used for a 60 or a 70 year old person uh, this medicine has been used for this kid because the pressures pressures is nothing but the glaucoma the pressures in the eyes is not getting under control uh, so i can reduce the dosage uh, the power of that medicine by operating him so he was operated on both the eyes that is when my sister has put up a prayer request here and Sorry, you've gone on mute. Yeah. So she has testified also. Uh, surgery was successful, but the pressures are uh, very abnormal, uh, still on to the higher side. And uh, now the doctor is like he is telling uh, that actually when he was operating, he didn't give us the surety for the vision. He might lose the vision, is what they said. But God's mighty hand was on my child. and uh, he is restored with the same vision what he had and uh, now the uh, uh, last for the uh, a couple of uh, reviews that we went the pressures were like uh, 19 20 25 like that it was so last visit that we went which was last week we when we went um when the uh, the other guy who, who was testing the pressures he said uh onto the left eye it is 25 and onto the right eye it is on 90 which is still a higher madam he said i literally started shivering and i started praying and i was praying and praying and we went into the doctor's cabin and then doctor uh he saw the pressures and he was like uh, let me do myself and then he put some uh medicine in his eyes and he did the internal check for the pressures and uh, both the eyes pressures i was literally looking into doctor's eyes and my kids eyes and i was god you are in control of my child's eyes you have washed his eyes with your precious blood the you, your 
the clay in which you have spat your spit, that clay is on the eyes of my child. No pressure can take over on my child's eyes. I, I was just speaking this word and I was just thanking and praising the Lord. And after everything, I said, what is the pressures, doctor? I said, then the doctor said, it is 18 on both the sides. It's still higher, little higher, not very higher with the, without medication. It is under this uh, pressure. So we haven't really started the actual medication for the pressures. So this is how God is working wonderfully. And uh, uh, this is what I actually wanted always to testify coming into uh, this Zoom meeting and uh, testifying the glory of God in my kids' life and in my life. Yes, that 18, what is there today is also, it has been washed away with the blood of Christ. That is what I believe. And uh, yes, I want to testify the glory of God uh, in a mighty way. Yeah, this is my testimony, uh, brother. Thanks you. Thank you and thanks everyone. Thank you, sister. God bless you. And we speak over this child's eyes. Lord, let his eyes be blessed that he might see you and see you all throughout his life for as long as he lives, he sees you and sees you clearly, Lord, and let others see you through his eyes. Let him be a blessing to all the nations in your name, Jesus. And everything that is malfunction at this stage is not in accordance with your plan and your design, Lord. I command it to be restored in accordance with your will. You said your word is above your name. And we believe that, Lord, that it is upheld. It shall not fail. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but it remains. And it is your plan for him to be healthy, for him to see. Lord, let this be a testimony for your glory in the name of Jesus. And we believe, Lord, we release this as our prayer of agreement together. And we say, yes. amen. let everyone that prays together at this time, type an amen in our chat, please. Uh. Father, this is our faith. And you honor faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this miracle in that boy's life. Thank you, Father. Yes, who else would like to share their journey with the Lord, their experience, their testimony? We can probably take one or two more, and then we'll get started into this evening's teaching. Russell, uh, this yes. is Marina. Yes, go ahead, Marina. I just want to thank our Lord for this week and for the gift of life and for his abundant blessings that he has bestowed upon me and my family. Um, thank you, brother, first and foremost, for partnering in prayer with me. And uh, I know I had concerns of, you know, having my family into prayer and to join me into this beautiful uh, feeling of one with the Lord. Yeah. But, uh, you know, God has his ways of sending messages. And uh, that very weekend, in fact, um, when I was at mass, 
uh, I heard the harmony, uh, the uh, father give his hom homily, wherein I thought the message was for B because uh, he, he, in his homily, he mentioned about a missionary praying for the world and, you know, nothing really happened. Uh, and he, the missionary was then praying for his uh, family and nothing really happened. And then the missionary decided to pray for himself, to change himself. So he was praying for a change in the world, for his family. And then when he prayed for a change in himself, that's when he saw the change. So I felt I received a message that, you know what, it is me who needs to change. And that's where I'm experiencing joy and peace right now in my family, wherein even my children, they they listen when I ask them to uh, hear the word of God, just for two minutes, they listen to it happily without any, uh, you know, without without having the thing of, oh my gosh, now we have to listen to prayers. So they are beginning to accept prayer in their life. And for this, I, pray, I praise and thank God for that. Start. I thank God for preparing a part of victory as I keep my heart and my mind fixed on him. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Keep thanking him for the change you want to see in your life and their lives, your entire family. Don't ask him to change it. Just start thanking him for it. Every yes. little change you are seeing there, start thanking him. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are there any other testimonies? We can take one more, one last one, and then we can and then we can get started with this evening's uh, reflection, this evening's study. Hi, this is Jude. Yes, yes, Jude, go ahead. Today, all the banks are closed, you know, year-ending accounts going on. Yes. I just happened to go to the bank with it to drop a check and then realized that all the gates, everything was closed. Suddenly, so one of the bank employees walked out and he said, sorry, we can't take your check. You cannot drop in the box because bank is closed. I said, oh my God, disappointing. Another person come, he's, I know that person. I've been going regularly to the bank and he's quite not a very grumpy guy. I asked him, I said, uh, banks are closed, but I just want to drop my check in the box. He's saying, yeah, the banks are closed, we can't do anything. He said, anyway, no problem, just give me your check, I'll drop it, but it'll be clear tomorrow. I was so happy, thanks, oh, praise God, I said, I said, unfortunately, so things happen, and I knew it won't happen, because once I reached to the bank, it's closed, and they don't entertain anyone, but I was entertained. Praise God, and then as I said, today is the day of Friday. When I said to myself, always, I do not give any testimony, but everything was fine and perfect. Uh, God, the Holy Spirit always been with me. Nothing's happened that I have to testify. But uh, another thing was that my son went on the surgery. We were quite skeptical about it, that yes, no, yes, no. 
And then we went to one fine day, my myself and my wife, we went through and we said, okay, let's go to it for a checkup. And within a day of time, my son was operated yesterday for his surgery. He's perfectly fine now, he's back home, just recovering his injuries. And I thank the Holy Spirit, the Lord, for taking care of everything, of all our needs, and bringing us back in a normal life. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Uh, Brother Russell, can I add? Yes. Yes, please add. Go ahead, Pramila. Yeah, so when Nathan was Nathan was circumcised, yesterday he had a circumcision, he had to go through it because of some reasons. Yeah. And I told Newton, you just, uh, you know, let's say an agreement prayer and we said. So while he was in a prayer group, he just uh, said, uh, you know, told the prayer group, pray for him. And there was a sister who told him when he said, he said, you know, before you could... Uh, say pray I seen a vision that a private part is undergoing surgery and I was ashamed to share it but mm. uh, after you spoke I'm sharing it with you that the Lord said everything will go fine and everything will be perfect not to worry and when he shared with me I was so happy not not happy about the message that's one thing happy to know that the Lord is watching over my family yes <laughs> does watch over us. That touched me so much, brother. More than the message was that the Lord was watching over my family. The Lord knows what is happening and he's complete control over everything. Because I don't know that sister who got the vision. I don't know her at all. And anyway, his surgery was a success. They sent the discarded part to the lab for a test. And before the reports come, which will come out in 15 days, I want to testify that the reports are perfectly fine. And my son is out of, healed of all illness and sickness. And by the stripe of Jesus, he is completely healed. Amen. Completely healed. You claim it, it is yours. That's all, Brother Rasit. Praise God. Hold on to that faith. Claim it. What you have claimed is what you receive. You know that your father is watching over you. You know that he loves you. Tell him, thank you, Father. Everything is going well because this is your plan. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He has spoken it through his through his prophecy, through the person that saw it. Has he said it and will he not do it? That's written in his word as well. That's exactly what we claim. Lord, you said it, you showed it, and I know you will do it. Thank you. Praise God. All right, we shall now get into this evening's uh, Bible study session. Thank you for all your beautiful testimonies and all glory to God our Father through Jesus and His Spirit. So we shall now get into this evening. We shall now get into this evening's um, Bible study session. It will be a two-part series on what authority has God given you. Now, main thing. This has uh, a direct connection with your prayer life. 
when you pray you have to pray with authority so we're going to divide this into a two part series the first part will be understanding spiritual authority and how it works and then getting on to the next part that is what we will cover this week today and the next one this part 2 will contain what authority it will be two two sections there what authority god has given you which will really get down to the essence there we'll look at you know some of the structures that he has put in place and how you can use that authority of the structure that's already put in there his patterns and then the second one is how to use that spiritual authority that he has given you can i uh, please ex- uh, request that we all before we start the teaching that we extend our hand upon brother russell as i say a short prayer yeah our father i come to you in the name of jesus and the power of the holy spirit lord you are the light in the darkness open our eyes lord that we see the truth lord i plead to you to quicken the hearts of every person that is right now joined us on zoom is joined us on youtube and all everyone who is going to be listening to this recording in the future i also plead to quicken the hearts of every family member of the of those attending tonight lord quicken their hearts that they receive you lord that they open their hearts to you thank you lord for your faithful servant brother russell bless him lord and his ministry lord jesus let your precious blood cover brother russell anoint every word that he speaks tonight lord speak to the mind of his spirit lord and whisper thoughts to him lord let your thoughts lord be his thoughts lord lord i ask that you dip in your precious blood lord all of our equipment all of our technologies that we use tonight and put a hedge of protection around it so that all of it work perfectly lord tonight brother russell i put on you the armor of god the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness the shield of faith the sword of the spirit the belt of truth and shod your shoes in the gospel of peace Thank you Lord Jesus we praise you Lord Lord let your name alone be glorified Lord and let every knee bow down at your name Lord Amen, Amen. Thank you Jesus praise you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Thank you Father Okay let's get started with our session then and I'd like to start with a question what is authority and if you google this word the oxford dictionary will define you see the definition from the oxford dictionary it says authority is defined as the power or the right to give orders to make decisions and to enforce obedience the power and the right or the right to give orders to make decisions and to enforce obedience now let's look at your life god gave you a will you can make decisions for yourself and for your family as well and anything that is you know under your control and under your authority but what happens if you give that 
permission or that authority to someone else to make decisions for you on your behalf. Now, what if you can't control the decisions that they make? That is what our life can look like when we do not know what authority has been given to us. When we do not know how there are other forces taking that authority from us or stealing it away. And we're only talking about authority in the physical realm. Now, what about the spiritual realm? So let's let's um, understand a little more about spiritual authority today. We'll take this entire session to understand spiritual authority and how that works. And then hopefully at the end of it, you get a better understanding. And, I'm, and I pray the Lord open your eyes, the eyes of your heart to, to see what he's trying to show you so that you know, your prayer life can undergo that reformation and transformation. And your prayer will never be the same. It will carry the power that it was meant to carry from the start. The first thing for us to remember is that God is almighty. He's omniscient. He's powerful. He's a source. He's a creator. That is, that is what a father really means. When we say our father, as we pray, the father is the source, the creator, the protector. More importantly, the author. The author of everything in the universe. And it is from that word author that you find the extension that comes authority. Author is the creator. So we must acknowledge him first. That's where all authority starts. He created the heavens and the earth, the living beings, that is the angels, and finally man. And the first verse I'd like to take this evening is from Psalm 24, verse 1. Brother Savio, can you please take us there and show us the King James Version, Psalm 24, verse 1. That is what will tell us what the authority of the creator is. A Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. So this is pretty straightforward. All of the earth belongs to the Lord. The fullness thereof. When you say fullness is everything that is in it, in that earth realm. Including the world, which refers to the people. And all that dwell in it. So it's world, the people, the animals, the plants. Everything that is on the earth and everything that is off the earth belongs to him. That is what this word says. Now he can decide whom he wants to give it to. And before man was created, Lucifer was given significant authority over all things in the spiritual realm. But he rebelled. Now that was the, the big, the big um, challenge that he put against God. You see that in Isaiah 14 from verse 12 to 15, the five I wills that are mentioned in there. He wanted to set himself on a throne that was higher than God's. And that is what led to the battle in the heavenlies, which is referenced in Revelation 12, verse 7 to 17. And in the interest of time, we won't go there, but you can make a note of this. It's Revelation 12, 
verse 7 to verse 17, where Michael and his angels fought against Satan and he defeated Satan and his angels. And verse 9 will tell you that Satan was thrown down to the earth. Now that earth still belongs to God, but Satan was thrown down to the earth. And this happened much before God created man. So when you look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the English versions will normally show you. Can you take us to Genesis 1, verse 2, Brother Savio? And then go on the parallel. Um, click on parallel there, so it will show you different versions. I'd just like to get into the Aramaic version there. Yes, yeah, scroll further down, Genesis 1, verse 2. You see that in the Aramaic version, which is which reflects the original Hebrew version, it uses the word, does not use the word darkness and void. It uses the word chaos. That is what the Hebrew word tohu ba wohu means. That is the original context of it. So the chaos that they're referring to here in this, which is before the creation of man, was that chaos that Satan stirred up when he rebelled. It was that darkness that was all over. And God had to restore form. And then God created man. We see that in Genesis 1 verse 26. He created man in his own likeness and image. And then the important part came in Genesis 1 verse 28. Satan thought he used to be God's favorite. Got thrown down now. And then God created man, placed him on earth, and he said, let them have dominion over everything that swims in the water, that flies in the air, and that crawls on the earth. So everything that lives on earth is under dominion of man, including all those that have been thrown down now. So who rules under which realm? We can see that. To Psalm 115, verse 16. That talks about the two realms, the, the, um, the spiritual realm and the physical realm, and, and who is now in charge of which realm. Well, can you take us to Psalm 115, verse 16? There's just these little foundational scriptures that I'd like us to understand first how. Authority was initially divided. So God, we've seen that God is supreme over everything. Lucifer had some authority. He rebelled, was thrown down. God created man and gave him authority over that space, which included Lucifer that is now called Satan. The heavens, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of mankind. So he has kept authority over the spiritual realm to himself, but the earth realm is now given to man, which means that Satan who was thrown down to earth must come under the dominion of the ruler of the earth, who is man. But what is our reality? Did we even know this truth? Now, who is under whose authority here when we see our life bashed up, when we see challenges coming in our life? 
and we feel helpless. Most of us didn't even know this, that we were meant to have that authority. And that's where his plan of deception began. When we didn't know, he used our ignorance against us. He tested Eve with the fruit that was forbidden by God. Eve and Adam ate of it without suspicion, without realizing that he was deceiving them. And therefore, in that, they disobeyed God. All he needed to do was just get them to break a rule somewhere. And that's where their downfall began. And through them, the downfall of mankind began. When God questioned Adam, he blamed Eve. And then Eve, the serpent. You see how the blame was being shifted and transferred? Don't we do that as well many times? When someone blames us, we say, oh, I didn't do it. He did it. She did it. Not my fault. But secretly, we know that there is some part that we have played in it as well. An important thing to note there is when one person blames someone else, someone else for their mistake, they transfer the responsibility of that unto that person. You are transferring the responsibility of your actions unto that other person. Many times we say, he made me do it. Here Eve said, Satan made me do it. He gave me the fruit and so I ate. Adam said, the woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit. So when we say, he made me do it, what are we actually saying? We are saying, he has authority or control over me. And so he could control me and make me do it. Are you, see what's are you seeing what's happening there? That's how power was transferred or authority was transferred from Adam, which was God given to him. He listened to Eve, transferred from him to Eve when he blamed her and from her to the serpent, to Satan. That's how he became the God of this world, which should have actually been the ruler, the rightful and original ruler of this world, which is man. And that's the basis of that battle that we continuously fight. The battle for dominion, the battle for authority on this realm where Satan and man are competing with each other. And what is Satan only looking for? He's only looking for two things in every attack that he puts on man. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your possessions. He doesn't want your relationships. Not interested. All he is interested is in the authority, dominion over man, and transgenerational allegiance where he doesn't just want to contend with you and then have to contend with your children and your grandchildren. But if he can somehow introduce a pattern where your children and grandchildren follow that same submission that you have submitted to him, then he doesn't even need to bother fighting them. So he's looking at that long-term plan by introducing a pattern there. And as long as you or your generations down the line will not raise their heads against him, he doesn't have to bother. So you see what authority can do? Now let's study the basis of this authority. And as we study that father and get into an understanding of how that authority works, open the eyes of our heart father. Open our eyes that we might see the truth. And through that truth, we are set free in Jesus' name. So there are three key principles I want to discuss about today. The first one is about faith. From Hebrews 11, 
verse 3. Brother Savio, can you please take us to Hebrews 11, verse 3? There's an important thing here that is connected with our faith. By faith, we understand that the world has been created by the word of God so that what is seen has not been made out of things that are visible. Notice that he didn't say was has not been made out of things that don't exist. They just are not visible, which means they already exist. They exist in the spirit realm, but you don't see them in the physical. So what that really means is everything that you are looking for, everything that you are praying for already exists in the spirit realm. Do you believe this? Now let's look at another scripture here. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Can we go to Ephesians 1 verse 3, Brother Savio? It is linked with this one, with, with what you have just seen now, the same scripture. Please keep this in mind. Hold on to it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So you see, he's used the past tense there. He says, who has blessed you. He didn't say, who will bless you. When you pray, he will bless you with every spiritual blessing. He says, yeah, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, which means it already exists in the heavenly or the spiritual places. But if it is not manifest in your life, then here lies the gap. And it is that gap which prompts us to pray. But when you pray, you need to remember that whatever you are praying for, as is mentioned in these two scriptures, it already exists. It doesn't need to be created. It already exists. And in the end here, when you see in this verse at the end, he says in Christ, which means it is through Christ. It is made available through Christ. Now, how does that work? I'd like us to go to another verse here. Hebrews 2 verse 14. And we want... We want um, projected on screen just for the for, this, for the interest of time. There are many scriptures that I want to refer to today, but if we keep looking at all of those, it will go too long. So in Hebrews 2 verse 14, it says, through his death, Jesus defeated the devil. The devil who had power over the power of death and power over men, Jesus defeated that and regained the authority that Adam had lost. I want you, and as a result, then we come to Ephesians. Ah, this, this one we should look at. Ephesians 2, Brother Savio, Ephesians 2, verse 6. The outcome 
from that defeat and regaining authority by Jesus. Now, I want you to remember this verse all your life. After he has defeated and redeemed each of us, let us look at what this verse is. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, again, in Christ Jesus. So it's through him. And it all starts from verse 4, which, where he says, and raised us up. That is, he's talking about God. God raised us up with him, with Jesus, and seated us with him when we are redeemed, through our redemption, through salvation, in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. But where is Christ seated? So bear this one scripture in mind here now. And let us now look at the next one. Ephesians 1 verse 20 and 21. Can you take us there, Brother Samuel? Ephesians 1 verse 20 and 21. That will show us where Christ is seated. And we are seated with him. That's what this scripture just told us. which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So do you see where Christ is seated now? Far above all rule, all authority, power, dominion, whatever ranks are there in the spiritual realm, he is far above all of them. His name is above every other name. We saw that in Philippians 2.9 as well. Not only in this age, but also in the age to come, underline and mark this in your Bible and say to yourself, I am seated with Christ in this place. This is where I am seated. And if he is above all authority, he has taken me with him to that place. That was what the previous verse, Ephesians 2 verse 6 means. Now, I want you to remember that all your life. That's where you are seated. That is where your position is. Do not underestimate it. What this verse is really telling you is Jesus is seated at such a height that he cannot be overruled. He is high above. Are you getting this? So when you operate, where should you be operating from? You should be operating from that seat where you are seated. But where do we actually operate from? From the earth realm where things are not even seen. Now, do you see where the gap is? Is that where the gap in your prayer is? That we are actually praying from the wrong angle, from the wrong platform? Remember Hebrews 11 verse 3 said, things seen in the physical are not made from those that are visible. Are made from those that are not visible. They are made from the spiritual realm. 
So if you are operating from the physical realm, will they be made in the physical or seen manifest in the physical? No, they won't. That's where that real gap comes in. And that is why our prayer probably is not being answered. And even though there may not be any other blocks on our own account, on our account of our own failures, if you are praying from the wrong plane, your prayer will not reach the right position. That's why the Bible says, the just, the justified believer shall walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is from the spiritual realm, sight is from the physical realm. That's what that verse really means. When you walk from the sight, you walk in the flesh, there is no power. Your prayer in the flesh will not achieve anything. And that is why Matthew 4 verse 24, after Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well, he said, a time is coming and is now where true worshippers will worship in spirit and not in the physical. And I'd like to extend that to say true worshippers will worship, will pray and will command from the spiritual realm. If we can understand that bit and redirect the way we pray, then you shall start to see the result that you want to see. Are you praying from the wrong plane? Where is your faith attached? Don't pray from the physical. Make sure you're praying in the spirit. I used to wonder a lot, what does praying in the spirit really mean until I stumbled on this and I understood why things are not really going the way I'm asking for them. Why that prayer was not really being answered. Take time to think on it, digest it and make changes that you need to make in your prayer life. The second principle that I want to touch upon is God wants you to have that authority. That's why he seated you there. If he didn't want you to have that authority, he wouldn't be seating you in that seat with Jesus, which is high above everything else. He wants you to have kingdom authority if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. And kingdom authority can be defined as divinely authorized right and responsibility delegated to believers to act on God's behalf. Delegated to believers to act on God's behalf in spiritually ruling over his creation, watch it, in spiritually ruling over his creation under the lordship of Jesus Christ. So the lordship of Jesus Christ, and then we are given that authority where we operate under that authority, but on God's behalf. The third principle that I want to touch on is the way to wield that power, which is connected with the second one. The way to wield that power that we want to walk in is through submission and surrender to that authority. And that's where the big lesson in this topic is. Surrender. You see Ephesians 1 verse 22 and 23. Can, Brother Saver, can we look at Ephesians 1 verse 22 and 23? I just want to highlight that God put all things under his feet and he's, he's the head of the church. And he put all things in subjection under his feet 
and made him head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all so he calls us the fullness of jesus and it says he made it may he made him head over all things concerned with the church which is his body that is us so we need to acknowledge him as head for us to be his body in order to function as his body we must first acknowledge him as head and then we come under his authority under the authority that that head carries and then that head takes control and when that head takes control and we are under that authority we are able to exercise the authority that he gives us then i just like to explain this by a simple example if a normal man on the street commands you to do something and follow certain orders would you do it most likely not you'll wonder who is this and why is he commanding me who gave him the authority to even say anything to me why should i listen to him but if that same man puts on the uniform of a police officer with an authentic badge with all his equipment with his baton and now tells you to follow that same order will you you know you will and you must but it's the same person so what is different then it is that layer of authority that was added on to him through that uniform that's what gives him the power why because he submitted to a higher authority the government of the state or the nation that gave him that uniform and that badge and the authority to command and to enforce that law we've seen now in the definition at the start the ability to enforce as well law the same is true for soldiers we shall see the case of the roman soldier the centurion a little later in our session today so anyone that is given authority from a higher authority and is submitted and remains within that structure of that authority he is able to exercise the authority given to him now what this verse here that we are looking at on our screen tells us when we come under jesus's authority where he is considered as the head the apex authority and we come under him as his body we are the fullness of him which means everything that is in him is in us and we are able to exercise the authority that he gives us and that's the gist of today's session so if you wish to walk in the power of that authority the first thing that you have to do is submit to that authority first and we can only submit when we are humble let's look an at an example of how authority shifts how authority can shift and i'd like us to look at a common story that we have heard of and read many times within the bible the story of the prodigal son from luke 15 verse 11 to 32 brother saver can you please um, take us to luke 15 from verse 11 to 32 we won't read it but just to reference a few words here and there so that we can see those on screen and as we are going through that story most of us know it already it's the son is about a father and his two sons and i'd like you to put yourself in the place of that 
son in this story. Now visualize the father as God, your father. Now the son started out as the son, I'd like to say in this case, the son of God. You being the son or the daughter of God. What does a, being a son really mean? Now we've taken that in, we've taken that aspect of sonship this morning as well in our morning praying, uh, morning encounter with the Lord. Uh, we can even go back and listen to it. We've got a recording on our podcast channel and on YouTube as well. The key thing there is you bear the father's name, his DNA. That's what a son carries. And the Bible calls it the image and the likeness of God that we are made in. His spiritual DNA. What else? It is his inheritance. If he is the owner of a property, you become an owner by inheritance. He has given man inheritance over the earth and he has seated man high above everything else in that seat with Jesus at his right hand. Now remember that verse said, seated at the right hand. Right hand is, if you look at any, any authority of any kingship anywhere, the one seated to the right of the king is usually the prince that's next in command after the king. He has seated you at that right hand with Jesus. That is the position of authority next in command. You have authority over, if the father owns a property, then you being the son, carry that authority. Now, going back to our story, the son asked for his share. He asked to have things his way to exercise his will. God said, fine. And the son chose to go away from boring, from a boring limited life of forbidden to a life of glamour, of luxury, of fun, of excitement of the world outside. I'm sure we can relate to that in our own lives at some stage or the other where we've chosen to pursue other things in this world, our enjoyment. I'm still young. Let me live. Let me enjoy myself. And I'll think about God later. Now here I'm going to, here I'm going to draw a parallel between this story and the story of Adam and Eve as well. It is the same. There isn't much difference there. Why is Jesus repeating these stories? He wants to reiterate and make a point there. And we can learn and reflect. Uh, we can learn when we reflect on those two stories in all our own lives as well. Just like the prodigal son, Eve chose to test the world outside. She looked at the forbidden fruit and believed that it was good. And she said, probably if she was in today's world, she would have said, what's the harm? A lot of us ask that question commonly. When there are certain things, and in most instances, Satan projects the advertisement in a way that it looks harmless. So people ask, what's the harm? Many of us ask as well, what's the harm if I take just a drink? What's the harm if I do something? The prodigal son, just like Eve, chose to eat of the life in the outside world. Many of us choose it as well. By asking that simple question. And about that son, when his resources ran out, the son hired himself out to a citizen of that country. Can we look at verse 15 right in the middle there? It says, 
he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country. Stop there. Let's look at this in the light of the kingdom of God now. If the son was in God's kingdom and he stepped outside God's kingdom, God's kingdom is a kingdom of light. So when you step outside the kingdom of light, the other kingdom that would be referenced would be the kingdom of darkness. That's where the sun went. That's where Adam and Eve went. That's where we as people go when we are not in the word of God or when we discern by the flesh and we say, what's the harm? And choose to have different pursuits instead of pursuing God. And the story confirms that he spent his life on, on debauchery. So it was definitely a place of darkness, a place of sin. And now pay close attention. That's the important part that comes next now. In that kingdom, he hired himself to one of the citizens. Who do you think are the citizens of the kingdom of darkness? They are demons. They are all wicked spirits. Now in general, when a person is employed at a place and he hires himself to someone for a job, a lot of us, most of us are on jobs as well. We come under the authority of the one employing us. Don't we? This son gave away his authority to the one that employed him, the citizen of darkness. And, and the story tells us that no food was given to him. There were no benefits received. More importantly, he had to feed the pigs. Now, if you look at Jewish tradition, pigs were considered unholy. And to have to feed them meant terrible humiliation. So no food, no benefits, and on top of that, terrible humiliation. That is what the devil wants to inflict on each one that he can gain control of. Each one that he can force situations and circumstances like this prodigal son to take them to a corner where all their resources are drained out and they have nothing, no option, but to submit to the devil. And even when they submit, there's no food, no benefits, go feed the pigs. We need to look at that from the perspective of our own life. Where we spend all of our attention these days, whether it is social media or whatever else it is that we are doing, that is what we are making God. Where you spend most of your time and your focus, that's where your God is. Is your focus in the right place? Or are we letting all these other things take over our lives? We let the demon of alcoholism or addiction, demon of anger or lust or greed. There are a range of other things that we let into our lives and we let them take. Brother Savio, can we go to Galatians 5 verse 19 to 21? That has a good list of the things that the Bible talks about. So Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21. Now, when you look closely at them, each of these that you see activities are backed by demonic entities. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident which are 
sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the things like these of which I forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, when you look at each of these, I'd like to remind you that each of these activities are backed by demonic entities. And look at the words that are used there and the kind of behaviors they normally depict. They are controlling in nature, each of them. You can't help but feel that way. So if you are subscribing to any of these or you see this behavior in your life, be very careful. If they are controlling you and you find yourself limited in resisting them, then that's where the authority or the balance of power lies. It's not in your control there. Where is your authority then? It's given to them. That was true for Adam. That was true for Eve, for the prodigal son. It is true for each of us as well. And then when we go back to our story of the prodigal son, let's just go back to um, Luke 15 and focus on verse 17. And the son came to his senses and decided to go back to the father and ask for forgiveness. There's one important thing I'd like to highlight there as well. You see here, he talks about the father's hired servants. It says, how many of my father's hired laborers have more than enough? Those that are subject to the father's authority and continue to stay in it. Those that obey him have food, have resources, have savings to spare and not just suffice, but have more to spare as well. So they have abundance. They have more than enough bread but I am dying here from hunger. You see what the difference of rejecting and rebelling against authority versus staying do. And they were not even sons. They are hired laborers. And yet things were maintained for them. But he went out of the system and things collapsed. But then as soon as the son came back, you see that the father put a ring. One of the first things that he did was he put a ring on his finger. The symbol of his identity. The same DNA of the father. His image and likeness. And his authority he restored back to him. Did you see how the authority of the balance of power kept shifting? 
He had authority when he was in his father's house. He went away. It shifted. He gave his authority over to someone else. And then when he came to his senses, he came back to his father and repented. And the authority was restored. Because the father's authority was much above every other authority that tried to snatch from this son. Adam was given authority and lost it to Satan. But Jesus came as the second Adam and restored it. The prodigal son lost it, but through repentance, he was able to restore it. So that mechanism of restoration of authority is available to each of us. It exists. Once lost is not all lost. It is possible to be restored. And that is the good news that Jesus came to give us. If you look at it, when he started his ministry, we see that in Matthew 4, verse 17, he, he said, I came to preach repentance. This is the repentance that he is talking about. Why? So that our authority can be restored. That is the gospel that has been hidden from us all this time. And he came to preach it. And that marked the beginning of his public ministry, the first thing that he did, that he said. I hope this is joining the dots for you to see where this story in the Bible is taking us and why, what's the whole purpose in it. I was very excited when I first found this revelation. Remember that in the second principle, we saw the three principles above. The second one was God wants you to have kingdom authority. Brother Savio, can you, can you take us to that verse, Matthew 4, verse 17, where I said Jesus, where Jesus came to preach repentance. The important thing that he says there is, the kingdom of God is at hand. God wants you to have kingdom authority. And I want you to see that verse. If we talk about the gospel, he came to preach the gospel, the good news. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That kingdom authority is about to be restored to you, provided the first word there, repent. I'd like to add a quote from Adrian Rogers here. He's one of the pastors that preaches in one of the other Christian churches. But this was stood out to me when I was listening to one of the teachings. And it says, we will never be over those things that God has set under us until we learn to be under those things that God has placed over us. Our strength comes through surrender. Jesus as the head, we as his body, we surrender. His authority is above every other authority on every, every level. And then now we're joining other dots where we're saying God has taken us, carried us, placed us in that same seat, seated with Jesus at his right hand when we are redeemed through salvation. And when we surrender here, then that authority can be perfected. Now let's go to the second example of this evening. And I think that will be our last. We'll just wrap it up there. I want to say a prayer at the end as well. This example now we shall take off the Roman centurion. The one who said, uh, can you, Brother Savio, can you take us to Luke 7? Is Luke 7 verses 1 to 10. The Roman centurion who said that famous line, which is which we hear in mass every time we attend 
Catholic Mass. He said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. He was praying for his servant, not for himself, not even a member of his family. That in a way is praying for others, intercession. And it's one of those rare instances where the Bible says Jesus marveled at his faith. Only uh, the only other significant one that I am I, I that comes to my mind now is uh, the instance where the poor widow put her two copper coins, and Jesus sitting with his disciples there noticed it in the temple, and and he couldn't help but mention it. She was nobody, and yet because of that act that Jesus marveled at it, it got a mention. She got a mention in the Bible. So whenever Jesus marvels at something, it is worth studying to find out what is it that that person did. <clears throat> Excuse me. That made God appreciate him so much. So let's now look at this passage. Brother Samuel, Luke 7, verse 1 to 10. When he had completed all his teaching and in the hearing of the people he went to Capernaum. Now a centurion's slave who was highly regarded by him was sick and about to die. When he heard about Jesus he sent some Jewish elders to him asking him to come and save the life of his slave. When they came to Jesus, they strongly urged him, saying, He is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation, and it was he who built us our synagogue. Now Jesus started on his way with them, but already, when he was not yet far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself further, for I am not worthy for you to enter under my roof. For that reason, I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But just say the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, with soldiers under myself. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found 
such great faith and when those who had been sent returned to the house they found the slave in good health praise god now there are lessons of humility lessons of intercession we see he sent the elders he sent friends there's his faith as well there's submission to authority in this passage but in the interest of time and in just keeping with it i would like to just stick to our subject for today which is authority you see from verse 8 onwards the centurion disclosed his understanding of jesus spiritual authority he drew an analogy between his authority that his roman government gave him and compared that with jesus's authority to show his understanding it was that that helped him understand better how prayer works and i'm hoping it will help us understand as well how the effect of that prayer takes place it is all connected with authority see he said i also in verse 8 i also am a man subject to authority that word also means just like you jesus you have authority from the father and that authority is referenced in matthew 28 was 18 where jesus said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me he acknowledged it and and here we see then that the centurion said when i say under under my authority that i have from my roman government i say to this one go he goes and to another come and he comes and to my slave i say do this and he does it just like you jesus can say to demons go and they must go and to the angels do this and they do it he recognized and acknowledged and understood jesus's supreme authority over the spiritual hierarchy over rulers over powers over principalities even the spirits of infirmity spirits of death he recognized his power the power of his spoken word and acknowledged it the authority that it carries and he trusted that if jesus said it then things would move in the spiritual realm and when they move in the spiritual realm things that are now not visible start to move things in the physical realm and they start becoming visible that's the outcome of the prayer and most importantly he understood that with that spiritual authority when there are spiritual forces backing sickness then they must obey that authority the centurion acknowledged and invoked that supreme authority of jesus and said well you are at the top you are at the top apex authority if you say it they must obey now me as for me i am unworthy we see in that verse he says i am unworthy do not even trouble yourself to come any further do not even enter my house my house is not worthy of you stepping in that is why he sent his friends he sent the elders and then he sent his friends he asked them to pray for him to request jesus he said i am unworthy but i know in my heart that if you say that word then the authority that it carries because it is you who are speaking it it must come to pass he showed humility he surrendered to that authority now when he surrenders to that authority it shows humility and makes a prayer you can see what we have seen earlier the bible says when jesus heard this he turned 
he was amazed and he turned to the crowd that was following him to give an example and to teach them about faith. And he said, I have not seen this kind of faith nowhere in Israel. And this was a Gentile. He was a Roman soldier. I have not seen this kind of faith nowhere in Israel. He's got so many disciples that were following him everywhere. He said, I have not seen anything like this. This one understands exactly how that spiritual authority works and what can be done with it. When spoken in authority or when we carry that authority of Jesus, what will happen? Or what are the outcomes we can expect when we make our prayer? That is what each of us need to go back and contemplate on. That is why he says, when you speak it with mustard seed size, mustard seed sized faith, genuine, uncontaminated faith. Then as Mark 11.23 says, whatever you have believed that you have received, that shall be yours. And that exact same confirmation happens here in verse 10, where when the elders and the friends came back to the house, they saw that the servant was healed. They found him in good health. A miracle just took place and Jesus didn't even lay his hands on him. In fact, he was nowhere near the servant. That is what Jesus is calling us to experience. Giving us the formula for answered prayer. Where you can pray for someone who is in a different country and release your faith and exercise your authority and yet things can come to pass. I'm reminded here of Brother Newton's testimony from last week where he heard the neighbors fight a lot of yelling going on in their house and they were at a distance away and this man is only praying in his own house and he said, Lord, whatever that spiritual force that is backing or sponsoring that bickering there, let it be cast out and there was a loud bang on the door and that spirit left and then there was pin drop silence in that house. Same kind of faith and the authority that was exercised here. That was a very classic example. When I heard it last week, I was really, really amazed that this brother understood the topic of authority and how to speak it. We can use that in our prayer as well. If he can do it, you can do it. I can do it as well. There's nothing different in us and in him. It's just the understanding and then using that understanding to make our prayer. So to recap from this story, three key takeaways from this example that we can use in our prayer are one, acknowledge the authority of God and his spoken word. That's what the centurion did. He acknowledged Jesus. He said, I also am under authority, but you have the apex authority. Second thing is, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And God doesn't distinguish between a Jew and a Gentile. You can see here, this was a Roman soldier. It doesn't distinguish between whether you are Christian or not, or whether whichever denomination you come under. He looks at your faith. And the third thing for us is, as the centurion did, humble ourselves and to submit to that authority. And he said, if you command it, it will be done. We can then walk and command that same authority. This is the main difference between one person's prayer being answered and another person's prayer not being answered. I'd like each of us to go back, maybe even go back to these um, two uh, parables that and story, the parable and the story that we have looked at, reflect on it, 
from the angle of authority. Look at it only from the angle of authority and see what revelation God is giving you there that you can then use in your personal prayer. That will start to make a big difference in the way you pray. And that difference in your prayer is what will start commanding results. We shall stop in our session here today. And next week we shall continue on what authority God has given you the structures, some of the patterns that he has set up for us and how to use that spiritual authority in our lives. When we know what the authority patterns are, then we can start to use them accordingly. And before we conclude, I'd just like to say um, a short prayer. Today marks the beginning of a new month. It's the first of the new month. Um, this is a prayer of blessing. We took this in our morning encounter with the Lord. It's the prayer of blessings from Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 14 that we have prayed with. Um, the thing I want to highlight here is this is a standard prayer that we have made. We are praying from Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 14. But at the start of every month, the start of every week, in fact, the start of every day, you can pray with that same authority over your family, over yourself, your family, your children, that whatever is coming in this day that unfolds, in the week that lies ahead, and that whole month that lies ahead, you pre-program it based on the blessings you have spoken with your authority. I'm challenging you to take that to the next level now. Take your prayer to that next level. Don't just pray as a band-aid work. Lord, I have a problem. Please fix it. Speak, prophesy into your week ahead, your day ahead, and your month ahead. So for now, we'll just pray this prayer of blessings, which are from taken from Deuteronomy 28, verse is 1 to uh, 14. We shall share. Um, I shall share it in the, the description for today's, um, today's uh, the recording on YouTube. So you can actually download this, download a PDF version of this prayer from, from our YouTube page, maybe in about an hour's time or so. I'll just say the prayer and Brother Savio, you can then repeat after me. I confess boldly. I confess boldly. That I listen diligently to the voice of the Lord. That I listen diligently to the voice of the Lord. Through discernment. Through discernment. And I receive the grace of obedience and boldness. And I receive the grace of obedience and boldness to observe to do to observe to do according to all his commands according to all his commands his god's commands and to walk in his ways and to walk in his ways now we are praying all the blessings that god has mentioned in deuteronomy 1 to 14 over our lives i thank the lord my god I thank the Lord, my God, for he has set me high above, for he has set me high above all nations of the earth, all nations of the earth. I'd like us to reflect on Mark eleven twenty three. Believe you have received and it shall be yours. Every word that we are confessing here, believe that you have received it and it is yours. Okay, let's proceed ahead. All his blessings chase me and overtake me. All his blessings 
chase me and overtake me i am blessed in the city and in the field i am blessed in the city and in the field in my home and at work in my home and at work and everywhere i go and everywhere i go blessed is the fruit of my body blessed is the fruit of my body blessed are my family my children blessed are my family my children blessed is my work blessed is my work my relationships my relationships and my increase in the physical and my increase in the physical and the spiritual realms overflow and the spiritual realms overflow blessed are my assets and my belongings blessed are my assets and my belongings my investments and my savings my investments and my savings blessed is my ministry and my prayer group blessed is my ministry and my prayer group the lord our god has caused my enemies to be struck down before me the lord our god has caused my enemies to be struck down before me none of the weapons that they have formed none of the weapons that they have formed no matter how carefully they have formed it no matter how carefully they have formed it or planned it against me or planned it against me none of it can ever prosper none of it can ever prosper i declare this i declare this they come against me in one way they come against me in one way and flee from me in seven ways and flee from me in seven ways the lord has commanded his blessings upon my storehouses the lord has commanded his blessings upon my storehouses and my provisions and my provisions and every project i take up and every project i take up whether it is my work whether it is my work or my business or my business or in the community or in the community or in my family or in my family or in my ministry or in my ministry in everything that he has given me in everything that he has given me he has commanded his blessings upon them he has commanded his blessings upon them claim it claim it keep claiming as you are bringing it the lord has established me as holy and sanctified the lord has established me as holy and sanctified and i belong to him and i belong to him all people and spirits all people and spirits in the physical realm and spiritual realm 
in the physical realm and spiritual realm. Recognize my identity. Recognize my identity. That I am called. That I am called. By the name of the Lord. By the name of the Lord. And they are afraid of me. And they are afraid of me. The Lord has blessed me with abundance. The Lord has blessed me with abundance. In every way. In every way. According to what he has sweared to my fathers in faith. According to what he sweared to my fathers in faith. And I claim their blessings. And I claim their blessings. This day as my inheritance. This day as my inheritance. The Lord has opened unto me his good treasures. The Lord has opened unto me his good treasures. His word and his gifts. His word and his gifts. The heaven to give rain unto my land. The heaven to give rain unto my land. In his season. In his season. His breakthrough and his favor. His breakthrough and his favor. That has blessed everything I do. That has blessed everything that I do. According to his will. According to his will. And in, and in his time. And I have so much physically and spiritually. And I, and I have so much physically and spiritually. That I overflow. That I overflow. I am a giver. I am a giver. And I shall never lack. And I shall never lack. I shall always lend. I shall always lend. And never borrow. And never borrow. For the Lord is my shepherd. For the Lord is my shepherd. He has made me the head. He has made me the head. And not the tail. And not the tail. I lead. I lead. And I am respected by others. And I am respected by others. I am above and never below. I am above and never below. I always have an advantage. I always have an advantage. And an upper hand in every circumstance. And an upper hand in every circumstance. That I am faced with. That I am faced with. And I am never left wanting. And I am never left wanting. Or falling short. Or falling short. Because I live by his word. Because I live 
by his word and within his will and within his will my life has been made prosperous my life has been made prosperous and i have good success and i have good success i live my entire life i live my entire life within the hedge of his protection within the hedge of his protection that he has put around me that he has put around me thank you father thank you father for i am blessed for i am blessed to be a blessing to all the nations to be a blessing to all the nations in the name in the name and for the glory of jesus and for the glory of jesus amen 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 every prayer that we have made every word you have spoken here please mean it claim it and hold on to it do not let it go and these are blessings you are praying over yourself and your family you can pray it every day you can pray parts of it all of it but speak do not stop do not be quiet speak over your own life you are able to prophesy and make things change that are not looking in favor force romans 828 to manifest in your life in every circumstance and you write what you want it to be we'll stop it with that here today and we'll continue in our session next week thank you all who have joined us this evening for a bible study session if you like these teachings the the reflections that brother brother savio has shared on our facebook page and on our telegram group he shares them every day powerful reflections downloaded straight from the holy spirit in his personal prayer if they are blessing your lives please share those on facebook share them on whatever other social media channels you're using and bless others as well um share the videos from our youtube page and um subscribe to that youtube channel so that uh, every time there's new uh, teaching or prayer session that has been posted there you will receive notifications and you're able to then participate in that and you know um, receive it so thank you everyone thank you for joining us and have a good night and a great weekend ahead Thank you brother Russell. God bless you all.